Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Tuesday, November 15th. 2022 in the Gregorian calendar and the 21st of Cheshvan 5783 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. Breaking news, heartbreaking news, actually. Three Israelis have been murdered and three are hanging on for life after a 19-year-old Palestinian terrorist went on a rampage in the West Bank this morning. The young man arrived to work at Intel, which is located in the Ariel Industrial Zone. He came to the entrance of the gate with a knife and stabbed a civilian security guard who was hurt but survived. A fellow security guard shot his gun off into the air but did not get the man, and he continued on to stab three people to death at a gas station nearby. Then he fled the scene in a stolen vehicle. The man continued with the car, crashed into other vehicles on Route 5, and then exited the car and stabbed another person. He continued on by stealing a new vehicle, driving it against the traffic, crashing into other cars, and then getting out. At that point, he was shot by soldiers and civilians that had guns. The young man had no prior offenses on his record and had a proper permit to enter Israel from the Palestinian territory. Ever since a terror spree in the spring in which 19 Israeli civilians were murdered in the street, the Israeli army has been making nightly arrests throughout the West Bank looking for the perpetrators or people who helped the perpetrators carry out those attacks, and in doing so, 2,000 arrests have been made, and between 125 and 130 Palestinians who tried to intervene or assault the officers during their rounds of arrests have been killed. Some of those Palestinians were killed simply for being on the scene. One of today's Israeli victims includes 50-year-old Tamir Avichai, who was the first person to be killed today, the first Israeli to be killed. He has six children between 12 and 29 years old. Israel's President Isaac Herzog commented on the attack today as he welcomed the country's 25th Knesset, or parliament, as you would say in English. I'm going to read you his remarks about the attack and then continue to the next story to share words about the incoming government, which was sworn in today. President Herzog said, Before I begin, I wish to address the awful terror attack this morning in Ariel, an attack that wounds the heart and rattles the soul, in which a depraved terrorist targeted innocence 
whose only crime was wanting to lead quiet lives in their country, our country, and in the land of Israel. Israel will continue to stand firmly and assertively everywhere and always against acts of terror and hatred that rear their heads and menace us all. On behalf of the entire Israeli people, I share the deep grief of the victims' families and of the city of Ariel, and I pray for the health of the injured. To Israel's enemies and those who wish us ill, including those responsible for this attack, to those who would have us divided and weak, I wish to send this unambiguous message. You shall not succeed in rattling our might and our cohesion, not by means of threats, not through violence, not through terror, nor by means of foolish endeavors on the international stage. Those who rise up to destroy us will always find us ready and determined, one hand clutching a weapon, and the other extended in peace. Moving on to the opening of the new Knesset, I'll note this government is the most right-wing government Israel has had. A stark difference to the previous administration, which was left, right, and center altogether. While this government is considered radical by some for being full of right-wing religious parties, the government offers the country some stability after five election cycles in four years in which we had government coalitions that could not get along, could not agree, could not pass legislation because they came from two different sides of the political aisle. I'll move into the next section of Herzog's speech about the new Knesset. This was at the swearing-in ceremony, which happened today. Dear members of Knesset, we have a tradition that in the first holy temple, the outgoing guard used to bless the incoming guard, saying, May he who caused his name to dwell in the house cause love and brotherhood, peace and camaraderie to dwell among you. I wish to express thanks to the outgoing guard, the 24th Knesset coalition and opposition alike, to you, my friend Knesset Speaker Mickey Levy, member of Knesset who acted and worked with a sense of duty and faith to the 36th government and all its ministers, led by Prime Minister Yair Lapid and his predecessor, Prime Minister Naftali Bennett, for your work and cooperation on behalf of this nation and this state. And I wish to bless you and the incoming guard, the 25th Knesset, and especially new members of the Knesset, the leader of the opposition and the candidate who has been assigned the task of forming a government, Benjamin Netanyahu, member of Knesset and members of the 37th government, to be formed in its time with this same blessing. May he who caused his name to dwell in this house cause love and brotherhood, peace and camaraderie to dwell among you. This is your most important task. This is the mission of this house. I wish to note two parties that I shall personally miss, as shall some of you, I am sure, in the current Knesset. Two parties with deep historical roots of a century or so of contributions to building our people, our land, and our state. Merits and the National Religious Party, Mavdal, in their various incarnations. End quote. That's all I'm going to read to you from the speech. Those two parties he mentioned are two parties that have been in Israel's government for a long time and did not officially make it over the threshold, did not get enough votes to be a part of this Knesset. So it's a lot of history wiped off the slate. The current government has until December 11th to define the government and decide who will serve in which role. 
It's pretty contentious as the ministerial roles are disputed with parties disagreeing over who will remain in their role and who will be changed. The IDF, or Israel Defense Forces, is making preparations to demolish the home of a Palestinian man who killed a 63-year-old Israeli while he was leaving a store in a Palestinian village in the West Bank. Shalom Sofer lived in Petah Tikva in Israel, but he owned a store in the West Bank city of Kedumim. He was killed on October 25th. He died in the hospital two weeks after being stabbed and fighting for his life. One of his organs ruptured and he lost too much blood. Today, early morning, the IDF went to the terrorist family's home and measured it with intention of demolishing it in the future as punishment. The first step is that the IDF will measure the home and that's how you know it's going to be demolished in the future. A report is out detailing issues as the military and police see them. They say that they are what led to the killing of a soldier at a checkpoint in East Jerusalem last month. That soldier was Sergeant Noah Lazar. An investigation was conducted, and the results are that soldiers will no longer be stationed at this specific crossing, and a number of police officers are going to be fired. On October 8th, a Palestinian man with a gun got out of his car at this checkpoint in East Jerusalem, walked over to a group of soldiers, started to talk with the people as they were changing their shift, and the man then fired off his gun, killing the young woman and hurting a civilian guard there. The probe is suggesting that there was a lack of response, which allowed the terrorists to get away without harm. The battalion that was manning that crossing will be swapped out with border police and more civilian guards moving forward. IDF Chief of Staff Aviv Kohavi says that this was all due to a lack of professionalism and not striving to engage. The army also vows to demolish the terrorist family home. He was killed, however, while trying to hurt another person some 10 days later in a similar attack. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, we'd like you to consider sending over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News. The financial support we get from subscribers helps us maintain our show and helps us continue to grow and try to reach new audiences. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem that I write myself to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. Thank you to all my loyal listeners and thank you for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics. We have one link in the show notes, which you can click on, and that'll take you to the page where you, too, can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook at israeldaily.news, as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. The health ministry is asking people to swim in the Sea of the Galilee in Israel's north using goggles. That's after the department got a report from ophthalmologists saying a number of Israelis have come into the hospital due to cornea infection, cornea scarring, and eye damage. Some of the patients had something in common. They all bathed in various parts of the lake. 
The cases were already coming in a month ago, but the Israeli Ophthalmological Society notified the health ministry about an increasing number of cases and are now calling on the public to cover the eyes if going into the freshwater body. A little bit of culture news. Israeli pop star Noah Kirel showed up representing Israel at MTV's Europe Music Awards in Germany this week. And the internet is buzzing about her outfit, which had Kanye West's face on it. She was adorned with gold chains and stars of David all over. She says she wanted to make a fashion statement after West's anti-Semitic comments flooded the media within the last couple of weeks. She also said she wanted to show off that she's very proud of her Judaism and being Israeli. What do you think of that, about making a statement about Kanye West by wearing his face on her clothes? Tell us what you think. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Tuesday, November 15th, 2022. Tel Aviv has a low of 16 degrees Celsius and a high of 23 degrees. That's 61 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 73 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also usually add in a few personal anecdotes so you can get the inside scoop on what's going on in my personal life. And I always mention our professional highlights from the Israel Daily News podcast. Here's a song we have not played yet on the Israel Daily News podcast. It is called Wakanda by Erica Kroll and Leon Gold. Enjoy this song and have a great and productive day.